Hotel. I'm producer Dave, and we're joined by our co-host, Amanda Carlin. Hello, producer Dave. Hello, Amanda. How are you today? Really well, thank you. I hope you are too. I am, yes. It's Monday morning, raring, raring to go. That's the only way to be on a Monday. It is, yeah. Well, it's Monday the 27th of April and this is episode 13. Who would have thought we'd got this far? Oh, amazing. Do you get up to anything over the weekend? Uh, not an awful lot. I rested and read a lot. And what about yourself, David? Uh, yeah, I was pretty much... I rested Saturday, did very little, watched a lot of TV, um, did a bit of work over on Sunday. It's, uh, at least I've, I've got some work coming in, so that's that's good. It is good. And it is good. Keeping an eye on on stuff for the show. Um, doing, I mean, like yourself, we're doing a lot of the admin supporting, um, getting lots of people to join the group. The Fen and Chatter group on on Facebook, which is steadily growing. It started off with a couple of people. I think we're now up to thirty odd. Yes, we are over thirty. Yeah, which is brilliant. That's uh, mm. that's that's blown our five people, five people audience out of the the water a long time ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, true. it's just amazing that people actually are still with us and still listening and watching, and it's just it's just amazing that was it it was fairly quiet over the weekend not really much to report um all right so shall we go into the news yes i think most people have noticed that uh boris is back back in downing street and uh he's he's raring to go as well he's uh laid out lots of points this morning and they are looking at a or form, they say formulating, they, they, they kind of know what they're doing for um, easing down for the, the exit strategy. But I think they've just been made more aware that people want to know. And I think they were kind of talking about the way that we were discussing it last week, that they didn't really want to bring it up because it was could potentially be confusing. Because there's a lot of um, issues at the moment between the police and and the media and the legal the um, the politicians that there's so yes. much lots of different things that there's a lot of confusion about what is and what isn't involved in the lockdown. So having another element of what we may do can bring in even more um, um, more confusion as well. So I think that's why they're trying to sort of not tell everyone what the plans are because I say there's, there's one house in Cambridgeshire where the police have raided it more than 30 times. Yes. Because they just yeah. keep having parties, you know, and, and people mm. just aren't getting the message. So it's, yeah, it's, I, can, I can understand you know, the, the frustration. Yeah, absolutely. I can understand their frustration, but the, the point is we can't rush the lockdown and the results from the lockdown. It's It's got to take as long as it takes for us all to be safe and for us not to fear walking outside our doors or picking something up. Or We, we need to 
all be safe, then things can start going back to normal, as normal as they can be, gradually. And I think people want to force a change, and that's not going to help. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, just trying to compare ourselves with other countries... I mean, obviously, the the main one is Italy, where they're just mm. starting very carefully to um, bring people out of isolation, and they're doing it bit by bit, and they are very concerned about it all kicking off again. Uh, but you've got to think that their peak was ages ago. Mm. Yeah, I mean, their country is is very much decimated by what they've been through. But they they realise everyone realises that it's not something that can be lifted overnight and everyone's going to go back to it. And the problem is that people in the UK haven't quite got that yet. That no. this is something, and it's it's been a long time for them. There's, they've been what ten weeks now or something, eight eight yes. to ten weeks. They've been locked down, and they're only just starting to come out of it. You know, we've been in what five weeks, and we're still having you know, hundreds of people. Um, although we had a, a slight dip over the weekend, we've still got hundreds of people who are dying. You know, people are still getting getting it. I mean, I, I think we're certainly over the worst as well, but as Boris was saying, that we can't jump too quickly, otherwise we're going to have this second second wave again. And honestly, David, I don't think the government could have controlled the situation in this country any better than they have done. You know, I, I keep seeing people say this should have been done better, that should have been done better. I, I actually think they've done as good a job as they can, they could have done, given the circumstances we were in when coronavirus hit. So, I, personally, I'm happy with the way things are and I'm happy with the statement that was made this morning and I hope everybody else gets behind the government so that we can move forward. I mean hindsight is a wonderful thing Mm -hmm. you know especially when this is something that is it is new this is you know every country is going you know we've never dealt with this before you know so how can we say this is the right way to do something when we've got nothing to to base it off there's there's so much criticism unnecessary from a lot of the media a lot of the papers who are just basically they're just there to sell newspapers so they're just riling people up and they're, they're trying to look for anything and yeah I, I don't agree with everything that the government have done but you don't hear about all the problems that they have to go through to try and get stuff I mean they were talking about you know the the PPE from Turkey, you know, they're saying, well, why why haven't we ordered stuff? And then we get a plane load. But that didn't just happen overnight. You know, these things have been in the planning for for months and they are talking to lots of different agencies and companies and stuff, but you don't hear every single thing that they're doing. You know, and then suddenly it happens and then lots of stuff arrive. I mean, what hasn't been talked about is the the news releases from the NHS where they give sort of daily or every couple of days um, how many PPE 
of various types have been delivered to the NHS. Now, that's not a government thing. That's the NHS itself. And they're saying, right, we've got this yeah. many face masks that will be delivered, this many gloves have been delivered, you know, and these are like hundreds of thousands of units that have been received by the organisation themselves. And that doesn't get coverage. So you've got to be very careful about what you, you listen to. And quite often I, I stop listening to various journalists because it just it winds you up. <laughs> That's it, true. Quite, it gives you more stress just <laughs> listening to them. Yeah. And there, there's it's obviously one, one politician that should really just stop listening to altogether. And that's someone in, in America who is just... Well, I think the, he was forced off, wasn't he, yesterday? I didn't see him anywhere yesterday. It, the, the scary thing is he's saying one thing and then people are doing what he says and then he said oh well you've misinterpreted what i've said mm. and it's the press's fault and it's just and, and people are dying because of things that he's saying mm. and there's such a backlash i mean i think to be honest the the press should just boycott the the white house press briefings because whilst he's being recorded and having airtime he's he enjoys it because that's all part of his campaign you know um that's what he's he's doing he's working towards his campaign so if the press all just said we're not going to attend then there's no one to listen and his so word then doesn't the, get out and it's it's you know well, that's you're true. like feeding the fire in some some respects yeah no absolutely and so, somebody made a comment um i don't i don't know where it was, where I saw it, but it, it's a good point that, that Trump's followers are misguided because they trust him. Yeah. And they believe in him. Yeah. For, for whatever reason. And he's making these statements and he is their president. So it's like they respect him and his role so they believe what he's saying because why would he tell them something that wasn't good for them i mean the, the nearest thing i can think of is it's, it's almost like a cult yeah it is yeah i mean a, a typical if you you go what is a cult um and it's usually an organization revolving around one significant influential person where all the followers then believe and do exactly what he says and that's a, that's you know that ticks lots of boxes. The cult of Trump. <laughs> well, well that's, that's... you know, it, it's the problem is you it, you can't put yourself into the head of a Trump follower. It's no. it's really difficult. It's really difficult to understand how they're feeling how those people are feeling they they do trust and they do believe what he's saying yeah and um well we've all made mistakes in life haven't we well, yes, <laughs> That's all it's, it's... but we we must we must stress that um as much as the the talk about um cleaning fluids and and disinfections and bleach and stuff they they are good at cleaning them on surfaces Yes. Anything outside of the body, it is good for, just not inside, you know. So please, whatever you do, please don't 
use any kind of bleach products internally because the body can't it, it does more damage and could end up with you without being disfigured or um or dead it's uh just listen read it what doesn't it's... even bear thinking about does it it's doesn't scary. bear thinking about it is it's it's really scary and that kind of debate isn't safe that's it's as simple as that isn't it yeah really yes it's um it's the problem is it's going to carry on and we're just going to just see what happens next and that's the case of uh, it is what's going to happen next mm. because it's inevitable but if we look at um back in the uk and we've got um We've now got a new local testing station, which is good news for which is good. Key, key workers. Because yeah. I think the the previous ones were, I know there was one in Milton Keynes. There may have been one in Cambridge, but now we've got one in yes. Peterborough, the east of Anglia showground, and that started this morning. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Excellent news. Uh, so you can book, I believe you, because there was no other information. Uh, you have to go through the gov.uk website and portal and that gives you more information about uh, who is eligible for uh, testing, the process of doing it and I think that gives you how to actually go about actually applying for it. But okay. all your answers are on, certainly to start with is on gov.uk. So you actually book an appointment? I think for the drive through I think you book a slot Oh, okay. I think that's how they were doing it in some of the other places. Like you, you have like an hour slot, so they can cope with so many per hour. So you go right. I'm going to go at five o'clock, and then you you then processed. So they they know that there are only so many coming through the testing stations at any one time. So it's that's a nice central place. Sorry. It's a nice central place to go to, isn't it? It is, yeah. Nice and easy. It is. It's not too far. Twenty minutes from here. Twenty-five minutes. So, yeah, that's that's um, that's definitely worth making a note of. Um, something else in Cambridgeshire. The Cambridgeshire County Council are looking at. They're just looking at the moment of reopening tips in the area because Brilliant. they've had massive problems with uh, fly tipping. A mm. lot of fly tipping have been. Uh, and obviously they're spending lots of money trying to clear up so they are investigating the process of opening it back up that's a good thing it is um now we have had an incident over the weekend where people are still traveling to do things um and are getting fined now there was something that quite a few people discussing over the weekend or whether fishing is actually classed as an exercise and some people are saying yes but obviously the police <laughs> are saying no uh, a number of anglers have been fined at the meeple fishing lakes so this is just a reminder that you know this this is not an exercise exercise involves moving uh, and raising your heart rate uh, that's that's the kind of exercise they're talking about um, yes it may be a sport but it's not um, physical exercise, and that's the the emphasis. That's what they're trying to promote. So. 
Yeah. Do you think the anglers were trying to find a loophole there, David? I think they were. They were definitely angling for something, yes. <laughs> Very good. That's, that's why one joke of the day. Uh, have you got some news, something about the RSPCA? Yes, thank you. Yes, as the London Marathon didn't go ahead at the weekend, yep. um, the organisers set a challenge across the country, and it's called the 2.6 Challenge, and that's where um, fundraising ideas are asked to be put together around the numbers 2.6 or 26, because there are 26 miles in a marathon. And it was also the 26th um, of... April as well. Hadn't thought of that. Very good. <laughs> um, and the RSPCA Centre at Lockfen have come up with a video showing 26 gorgeous animals presently oh. available at the RSPCA in their care, either at Lockfen or around the country in one of the RSPCA's um rescue centres and if you want to have a look go on to their social media pages and you'll see all the lovely animals brilliant mm. ah. and anything else for news um no nothing else for news thank you right so we'll go on to the stats as of yesterday i said we had a slight dip yesterday i think we had about 400 cases which is sort of drastically down but we do seem to go through dips every sort of few days it drops mm. and then goes back up again so we'll see how it fares the next couple of days but uh, as of yesterday the number of cases worldwide passed the three million mark three million and six thousand cases uh, number of cases in uk is 152,840 and total deaths so far is 20,732. Now we did talk about um, comparing or well, how to visualize uh, the size of oh, 20,000 yes. people. Uh, we talked about um, comparing it to the size of stadiums. Uh, so I've got a list of, of stadiums in the UK and to fit uh, 20,000 people in uh, we are looking at the Pataudry Stadium in Aberdeen, which has a capacity of 20,866. Is uh, it really? Yeah. So that's, that's the size of, of... But that's just hospital. I must point out that is number of hospital cases. Mm. Uh, obviously, those in the care homes and uh, at home... All the other other deaths attributed to COVID nineteen haven't come through yet, so you know we're probably looking at another two or three thousand on top of that at the moment, oh. which is different. But that's that's all the information that we have at the moment. It's a big number, isn't it? It's yeah. a lot of people, and we're just behind um, Germany, I think. Are we? Yeah, in the number of the number of daily stats, the number of daily cases. So I think we're um, going to be moving if certainly by the, if not today by tomorrow we'll have jumped them to to the fifth place in in the world. That's sad. It's it's very sad. It is. I 
I was speaking, David, to um, my stepmother, who lives in Brisbane. Oh, yeah. At the weekend. So, um, Queensland, well, the, the country's relaxing their lockdown rules um, from today. Mm. So, um, people will be able to go out and meet up with one other person yeah. now. Um, but but they've had under 90 deaths and um, they they were very fortunate um, they've got a lot of student housing yeah um, for Chinese and other nationalities um, and when the the Asian people were asked to go back home um, when the pandemic was announced they had all of this student accommodation available. That's where all the rough sleepers went. Oh, that was good. Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't realise this. Um, you are right. It's like comparing apples and pears <laughs> because our population is considerably different, and they've got vast amounts of open space as well, haven't they? Yeah, and they also um, have a high number of indigenous population as well. Yes. Yes. Um, it's just it, it was just really interesting speaking to her and when I was telling her our numbers and the situation we're in and that I know people that have got the virus she was really shocked and she was saying oh that's really close to home you've got to stay safe and the, some countries have people in different countries have no idea of what we're experiencing yeah but it's i think even we don't i think we don't appreciate what we're going through either no i don't think we do i, I think I, no but just talking about australia i think to be honest i think they deserve to get off lightly because they've had such a really crap year they've, you're right they have with the lost, with, they've lost so much um mm. in, all, in all with flooding and bushfires you know they've they've had a lot of hardship already you know they don't need a, a pandemic to d destroy them as well so fingers crossed they they don't get the same kind of uh, number of cases than like the rest of the country like the other other countries in the world yeah well i think i think that they've managed it quite well oh that's something mm -hmm. my stepmother told me the queensland police Guess how many people were fined for breaking the lockdown rules throughout the state? One. <laughs> 1,400. Wow. 1,400 breaches of oh, the lockdown. They, weren't, there were lots of, on Bondi beaches and stuff. To, yeah. The start, there were lots of them going off to the, to the, the surf coasts. Yes. And um, so it's $1,500 each each fine and they are going to progress and make sure everybody pays up apparently good mm. they have to they've got to stick with it if they're saying we're going to find you then they have to follow through yeah i found that fascinating i said oh we've got 19 <laughs> in cambridge <laughs> well no in Finland, 19 blatant yes they said, i mean there they? are yeah. there are other cases as well um, mm. But obviously, people who are deliberately re and repeatedly um, breaking the, the lockdown, as opposed to just going out and just being fined. Oh. Yeah, there's all sorts of stories of people going. Another couple were were driving to the the Lake District, 
and were stopped and turned round. Someone else was going to the beach. Um, they they got bored and decided they wanted to go to the beach, and they were stopped on the M25. Um, yeah, so you know if you if you decide that you're you're bored and you want to go for a drive, the police will catch you. They yeah. will find you. You know, you you get picked up on these um, these number plate recognition systems, and as soon as you're sort of going further than so many miles, a little probably a little alarm pops up somewhere going, "We've seen you on so many." Uh, so many cameras you're certainly doing more than you should be it's crazy isn't it why would you do that go down the m25 oh yes i fancy a break in south end for the weekend because yeah. <laughs> you know nowhere's that... open no <laughs> even the services are all shut yeah which is a, which is one of the problems or one of the complaints that the lorry drivers are having because they're driving up and down the country delivering stuff and they're saying that you know they need the breaks they need the food and the the showers and they're saying that when they stop at the service stations the only thing that is open is the toilets you know all the businesses all the shops are shut you know they can't get food they can't get drinks or anything like that which you know they're, they're desperately yes need. and that's something that's that isn't open for them that's rotten yeah I mean, I can understand it's difficult to to justify having a shop open in one of those centres because I know they probably get charged a, a hefty whack anyway just for, for rates, uh, for, for renting the properties anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's difficult to um, to justify keeping them open because obviously nobody's going, So, but then if you just open, you know, there needs to be something to at least have one shop open at each service station that is just catering for key workers and and, and truck drivers well or maybe it's something the army could set up mobile um, kitchens or something uh, mobile yeah because they'd be able to manage it properly and make sure everywhere was properly sanitized as well yeah it's, yeah there's so much to take into consideration isn't there I mean, if, even if you said, well, what about people who do mobile catering? Hmm. I mean, there's lots of mobile catering vans that drive to destinations. So you could say, right, we'll have a mobile unit um, in the morning at this service station and then in the afternoon at this service station and in the evening at this hmm. service station or something like that. I don't know. What's, I don't know what the the answer is. But something that is centrally sure, coordinated. Well, there is an answer. I'm sure there is an answer. Yeah. And I'm sure it's much easier than we're thinking. Probably. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Just pay someone to be open. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have to be like this, does it? Poor poor haulage workers. I mean, they're, they're going out. They're leaving their families. Yeah. They're on the road for long Difficult. terms. They're driving across to Europe as well. And it's, it's um, yeah, it's a tough old job. Yeah. And Ooh. underappreciated as well. I think people have yes. started to realise how many of these uh, support networks are so important to the, the fact that the UK economy keeps going. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. Doris. Uh -huh. What's happening with Doris? What's Doris up to? Thank you. Well, Doris is, has received lots of thanks for keeping people updated on when to put their bins out and 
when not to put their bins out because people are forgetting which day it is during the pandemic. And it <laughs> yeah, really me we too. Are, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we forget which day it is and um, which colour bin. So Doris is grateful and says thank you to everybody. Um, we have got a question for Doris today. Okay. And this is from Claire Hall. Actually, I think Claire might have asked Doris a question before. Um, and she's, she asks um, because she's suffering with various twitches and aches and pains that she doesn't usually suffer from. Um, and they're now having an impact on her everyday life because she can't do as, as much as she usually does, David. Yeah. And she's a bit worried about phoning the doctor in such stressful times. And she's asking Doris, what should she do? So, Gail, who looks after Doris, kindly spoke to Doris on our behalf. And Doris said, "Um, Claire, thank you for your question. We're all noticing little aches and pains at the moment as our routines are interrupted. That's true, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, We may have these niggles all of the time, but don't normally notice them because we're busier and our minds are occupied. We only notice them more now because we may be not doing as much and they may become worse with the worry of contacting the doctor and wondering whether to or not. That's true because it plays on your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So... um, Doris is saying, even if you're asked to go in for an appointment, if you don't call the doctor, you could be putting yourself at additional risk. And um, just pick up the phone, ask the doctor, and the doctor knows best. They'll make the decision that is best for Claire. So, Claire, please pick up the phone and call the doctor. Yeah, definitely. Mm. If If you're in any doubt, then yes, speak to a doctor. I mean, the other option is um, if if you're just getting mild twinges, you know, you just sort of if you if you've not exercised for a bit and you sort of um, you've got minus um, aches and pains, then I would suggest maybe go to the um, the chemist. Yes, the chemists and, are helpful, aren't they? And they'll and just speak to the, speak to them and just get some advice from them, and they will either recommend some bits and pieces or they'll say you know contact your doctor because it's more serious than that so if if you don't want to if you're worried about contacting your doctor then certainly go and speak to um a chemist a pharmacy uh who they are trained doctors or they they are trained medical practitioners in, in various or maybe more the medicine side but they you know they they still know a lot of the the things that are pertaining to the medical conditions so you know, mm. if it's if it's not serious, so you'll see you got nine nine nine. If it's an emergency, if it's serious but not life threatening, then call the treble one. General, um, general issues or recurring issues, um, then obviously your local doctors. But if it's just something a little bit, oh, I just feel a bit under the weather. You know, go and speak to your um, your pharmacist. I had help from the pharmacist at the weekend. Oh, good. And the pharmacist said to me, I need to go to the doctor. 
Well, that's fine. I mean, if they if they don't know, then they're going to pass you up. They did help. They helped. Yeah. But at least so, it sort of puts your mind at rest, or or at least sort of gives you a, some kind of form, formalizes what you're you're trying to go through as well. So at least then, yeah. When you do come to call the doctors, you've spoken to someone, and then you can actually put it into words, because at least you've talked to someone about it. So at least then, when you phone up the surgery or you phone trouble one, you can go, yes, it's this, this, and this. This is the problems I'm having, as opposed to, well, I just feel a bit unwell you know hopefully yeah. that you've had the chance to talk to someone who can say right you want to mention this you want to mention this you want to mention this so you know it it does help if you actually talk to someone who knows a little bit about what's going on yes absolutely and they and they are very knowledgeable okay. um i have got something else from doris okay and doris says that um she's really impressed with the amount of photographs that are being taken on people's daily exercise walks oh good so where people are walking for their daily exercise and they're going out in the country she said it's particularly nice to see for people who are in quarantine and can't get out at the moment can't see the spring colors apart from in their gardens yeah um a bit of wildlife it does the soul good so um, Doris is asking children and young people to keep a lockdown diary whilst, um, to record what happens whilst they go on their daily exercise. That's not a bad idea, is it? Mm. Oh, you nearly went. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea at all. I mean, obviously, we've got to point no. out that these are taking photos as you you are actually out on your your daily exercise and not just going out just for the sake of taking pictures that's absolutely right david and um guess what doris has also asked children and young people to do more pictures (laughs) (laughs) Why, why not do a drawing of the photos put them in your windows so that people can see and then they can go to sheltered housing afterwards as well so that the um, residents can see all the beautiful colours as well. I'm just thinking what they could do is they could do like a line drawing of the photo and then they can then colour it in as well. That's a really good idea. That makes life easy. Yeah. Because mm. that's, that's now popular again, isn't it, for, for adults? And kids as yes. well, the, um, the colouring, yeah. adult colouring books. So, yeah. Oh, they're brilliant. <laughs> they I know, they're so popular. I've, I've, I don't think, I've, no, I've not done one. But I know a lot of people are, are uh, into them. Well, I know what to get you for your birthday then, David. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I do remember being given a painting by numbers set when I was about 10, 12. <laughs> Were you neat and did you keep everything in line? No. I think it was oh. more of a Picasso than a... <laughs> or a Monet. Oh, love a bit of Monet. Uh, so is that everything from Doris? It is. That's everything from Doris. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, 
Uh, interviews. No interviews today, but we have three or four lined up this week, so they will be uh, processed and aired at some point in the next couple of weeks. Um, so please stay tuned for them. Uh, life with lockdown. What we got? Um, the main one from main one from me is. Uh, our lovely hero, Captain Tom Moore, who you may have noticed or may have heard, you know, 99 years old. He's got his 100th birthday next week. Well, the end of this week, isn't it? End of this week. Uh, yes. To celebrate, the Royal Mail are issuing all stamped envelopes with a postmark that says, happy, happy 100th birthday. So please note, look out for them. And I believe they are doing a series or a documentary on his life on V Day. That will be wonderful to watch. So hopefully they have lots of videos of of Fens. Yeah. It'll be nicer to That's actually hear amazing. if they they do get everything and actually talk about his his time living in the Fenland area. Mm. Well, he was he was a um was working in March for a very long time so should have something yeah and then we can find mm. all about his, his his military career as well yeah be so. wonderful so. then we'll love him even more than we already do <laughs> yeah he, he is I bet he never thought before his 100th birthday that he would be a national icon uh, people asking for him to be knighted. The fact that he's got a number one in the charts is just, <laughs> and to have raised twenty nine million pounds for the NHS. You know, you don't expect that. He's amazing. Within you know no. just two months, and everything in his life has changed. He's a beacon of hope. Yeah, I think that's. In all the the dark times that are happening at the moment, people like to see one thing that they can look as as a as a, like you say as a beacon, just one thing that sort of helps bring the country together, um, mm. help unite them over over a difficult times to to keep everyone going. I mean, everyone's doing a fantastic job. You know, everyone's working hard. All the the key workers, the supporters, the you know the ambulance uh, crews, the firemen. The post office, posties, the bin men, um, the deliveries, the truck drivers, you know, the list just goes on and on. All the people that are out there every day working hard, you know, who don't get the recognition, you know, they don't get the the accolade that um, Captain Tom's done. But he's kind of, he's there on their behalf. Hmm. So... It's nice to appreciate his work, but also use that as a time to reflect on the fact that everybody else is, is doing such a great job to keep the country going at this time. Yeah, and I, th I think the thing about Captain Tom is um, he's a very humble man, isn't he? Yeah. He, that's, he seems genuinely lovely. And, yeah, I just think he's great, really. <laughs> and he's, he's still got all his marbles as well because he was being interviewed last week and 
he's quite ha- quite happy. He's quite able to look after himself when it comes to uh, interviews. You know, he's still still quite switched on. You know, so he's, he's not yes. he's no fool. You know, he he he, will, he handles himself very well. Yes, which yeah. is great. It's a shame we can't have him on our show. Oh, wouldn't oh dear! Have... I'd be an awful. <laughs> I'd, I'd be, I'd be going. Oh, it's Captain Tom. I'm a Captain Tom Grippy. You're a fan girl. <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll put Captain Tom to side for the moment. I'm sure we'll he will reoccur again over yes. future episodes, just because he's just an amazing guy. Mm. Um, okay, life of lockdown. Do you have anything you've got? Um, Yes, please. Um, Cambridgeshire County Council have put out another request for experienced individuals in delivering health or personal care, people in their own homes or in a care setting, um, because they're presently under intense strain. So they are after volunteers. If you feel you're able to assist and have the experience please go to the county council's website or their social media pages for more information um oh yes the government are asking for people to reach out if they're facing financial strain during lockdown and we have mentioned this before you've mentioned it before david yeah um but if you can stay at home stay at home and visit www.gov.uk forward slash find dash coronavirus dash support for more help and assistance. The government want to help if they can. Yeah. Yes. I, yes, that's, that's all for that section. Okay. Um, the government have pushed out another call for fruit pickers again. Have they? Yeah, they still desperately need people to go and work on the fields. So if you are have time, you are furloughed, um, you are able to, then please go and make contact. I think that one was through the BBC. Uh, that's the latest one. But yes, if you are you are capable and you're, or you know people who are willing or. I know a lot of students are now coming to the end of their courses. They're handing their final pieces at the moment. So, yeah, if you want to, one, make some money. Uh, two, sort of, it looks great on your CV because then it shows your future employee, you know, good good advice for students, you know, and they say, oh, what did you do during the lockdown? And you go, well, I carried on working. I went and helped. I volunteered my time. Um, I worked as a porter. I worked or I worked on the field. Uh, picking crops or something like that it shows proactivity you know that you did something if you just say oh well you know I stayed at home and played um, Call of Duty or whatever for four months then you know (laughs) it's not going to but I mean there's a balance you know you've got to play Call of Duty at some point but there is a balance between spending four months doing it and and four months helping out (laughs) well as a professional CV writer, David, I would say what you need to say is you volunteered to be part of the country's land army. Yes. That's, 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 that's the way to put it. Yes. And, and it will look good. It, it will. will look very good. Mm-hmm. 
you know you want to show what you can do that's different from everybody else mm. and that's because it's going to be tough when um this year because you have all the students coming out of university you've got all those leaving school you have you'll have a flooded market of people who are have been made unemployed and there are only going to be 80% le um, of the businesses that are still going compared to the start of the, the lockdown. So you have a very saturated market in a very small market or a certainly reduced market. Um, so whatever you do, you're going to have to do something pretty spectacular to stand out above above any everybody else so my advice is to do things that uh, get ahead of the game and start doing stuff now yeah that's really wise it's bad enough now so yeah the job market's very tough for school leavers and anybody leaving university it's tough at the best of time, but this is going to be mm -hmm. a real challenge. There's going to be a lot of mm. people struggling to find work um, come September. Mm. Yeah. So use your initiative, you know, think think outside the box, think of other ways, you know, it doesn't have to be work, but sort of think about how you you are utilising your time because that may pay dividends when you do, when things do settle down and get back to normal. Or get back to yeah. some kind of normality. Yes. Okay, should we do a, a real roundup? Yes, please. You've got some bits and pieces for us. I have. I have. Um, so, first of all, um, we mentioned in the last episode that the Georgian in Doddington had organized a virtual dog show oh yes you did yeah and the result yes the results of uh, the dog show the winners have been chosen they've been announced it was a difficult job um all the participants are showing on the george's um social media pages so look in and have a look because they're lovely gorgeous animals and um there's video of the ones that uh, were doing tricks which is <laughs> gorgeous no, I'm, 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 I, I want to make a complaint. Where's the yes, cat? Where's, where's the cat show? <laughs> we haven't got one, have we? We need a we virtual need cat, to have show. A cat show. Yes. Oh, cats are lovely. So, um, also corn. Um, now, I'm not too sure what the acronym acronym is. Is it Cambridgeshire Community Resource? and reuse centre or something like that. I don't know. Cambridgeshire Community Reuse and Recycling Network. Brilliant. Is what it stands for. And they're in March. Thank you. Thank you, Producer Dave. So, usually um, supermarkets um, donate food to corn, who then distribute it free of charge to people. There are some conditions and that is that um, some items you can only have uh, a limited number of Fair and enough. also the items can't be sold on. Yeah. But because corn are closed due to the lockdown, 
um, the items are being sent to the Anchor Inn in Wimblington. So um, keep an eye on the Anchor Inn in Wimblington's Facebook page because they let people know when the food's available and you can just pop down and see what's there. Um, they have various breads and fruit and vegetables and they even have gluten-free bread if you've got you know an intolerance yeah so that's good um cambridgeshire county council along with peterborough city council they've set up a service called now we're talking hashtag now we're talking and that's to help people if they're suffering from mental health issues and especially during lockdown that's a problem right now yeah um so go onto their website. It's been supported by BBC Radio Cambridgeshire and in conjunction with Mind and the local NHS Trust. Um, have a look at social media as well because there are links. If, if you're having problems, get in contact, don't suffer. There's also that um, Care, Care Network Cambridgeshire as well, which are looking at mental That's wellbeing right. as well. Yes, yes. There are options available for people. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Um, and one organisation that we haven't spoken about very much, um, who do fantastic work, are HUK. Mm -hmm. So if you've got an older or vulnerable neighbour who needs additional help over and above what you're able to offer, or you can't help for some reason, um, Ask your neighbour if they'd be happy for you to contact HUK or give them HUK's contact details so they can see how they can be helped yeah. directly. Okay. Um, all of the volunteers are experienced, um, they're caring, and they've got suitable DBS checks in place. So take a look at their website if you know anybody who needs some help. That is brilliant. And the fact they're all checked as well, which is, which is excellent very important it is yeah okay <clears throat> and you got something on v-day i have got something on v-day yes um thank you uh so we've only got just over a week to go until the 75th anniversary of the day on the 8th of may and in the last episode we asked for towns and villages to give us their ideas of how they might celebrate in lockdown. Oh, have you got some responses, have you? I have. Oh, excellent. Amazing. Um, so some ideas are putting Union Jack flags up and bunting around mm. households. Yep. Drawing Union Jack flags and putting them up. <laughs> yeah, it works for me. Um, <laughs> and Doris. <laughs> and Doris. And Doris, yes. Um, picnics, have a picnic in front garden. Um, observe the national anthem. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to stand. Um, and uh, people are letting their streets know that this is what they're thinking of doing by putting flyers through people's letterboxes. So if anybody in their street wants to join in, they can. There are a few streets, many where they're cul-de-sacs and estates they're having a disco but it's all socially distanced yeah. good yeah it sounds like fun 
Mm. That's good. Well, I've just had a thought. Yes. Just talking about drawing and how how um, everyone is good at drawing around here, and they all love to draw. I'm just thinking we should have a competition, a drawing competition, where the kids have to draw what they think Doris looks like. <gasps> That's brilliant. And I think something that like that would actually have to have, have a prize as well. Yes, I think so. I think I think that's an excellent idea, David. I think that's something we need to go and um, get some ideas. We can, we'll we'll come back to you. We'll we'll find something and we'll 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 work out some criteria and we'll maybe try and find a prize. I'm sure we might have a I don't know a, a Lego set or something that we can we can use as a prize or something something we can, we can offer. Um, to make it worthwhile but I think yeah I think that's something um, but we'll we'll get back to you by the next episode with more details that sounds like a brilliant idea cool right is that anything else for you I think that's everything from me um I have actually I've got two things okay. I don't think I went no yes I have two things Cambridgeshire County Council, they're asking parents and carers to be mindful of what children and young people are viewing online as they spend more time at home during the pandemic. Um, and uh, it's also a good time to teach children about online safety. Yes. And that can be incorporated into homeschooling. Um, the National Crime Agency have created free activity packs for children aged four to 14 and these can easily oh well we've already said that they <laughs> i was going to say they can easily be incorporated into homeschooling again um please take a look at the cambridgeshire Can uh cambridgeshire constabulary's websites or social media pages for more information got one more thing oh just before you go on to that i was just talking about the, um, the online stuff that was something yes. that was discussed over the the weekend and some of the advice oh, that yes. was given was if your child if has um has access to laptops and tablets and stuff that you're allowing them so that they can then keep themselves occupied for part of the day is make sure that they use it in the same room as everybody else and not to go off to to their rooms to use them because once they're in the bedrooms then you don't know what they're looking at and, and you don't know what other people are saying to them either yeah. so at least sort of try and keep the sort of as a, a, a family element so yes mm -hmm. let them surf the internet and and, and explore and, and see what's available but do it in the safety of the living room with everybody with the family as well so you know if anything does come up or uh, any messages or any 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 dubious sites then you know at least you can then talk to them as part of the the safety and say you know this is not a suitable site or whatever but try and make sure that when you do for 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 younger children at least make sure that they are um part of the family when they are using these devices that's very important yes yeah that's really good advice um, have something else, yeah. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. The Archbishop of Canterbury has set up a daily hope free phone line, and it includes daily reflections and prayers to help people 
spiritually during the pandemic. So if you need some upliftment at all, um, you can dial 0800-804-8044. But don't worry, that number is available on the Church of England's website and on their social media pages. Do you want to say that number again? Because we lost you slightly at the end. Okay. 800-804-8044. Brilliant. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So is that the end of the roundup, the real roundup? That is. Well, I think, well, we're coming to the end of Battery Lives. (laughs) Uh, We've come to the end of the news and everything else. So I think that's pretty much it for today. Um, You got any last bits of information or comments or thoughts? No, apart from... The obvious that we're saying, stay well, stay healthy, and wash your hands. And stay home. Cool. Yes, and keep remembering to wash, because I I even find myself forgetting to to wash my hands sometimes as well. So just try and keep... And don't go out unnecessarily. People are still going out more than once or twice a day for, you know, for, for no reason at all, or certainly no apparent reason. You know, there's, there's no mm. need to be going out more often than, than necessary. You know, stay indoors, stay home, keep everyone safe, look after your families. Mm. Right, well, I think that's it from us. So I will say goodbye from me. I have to say it, goodbye from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodbye. you. Goodbye. <laughs>